Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening and tuning back into Being Human is Weird. Today, I have a very, very, very special guest, Dr. Marianne Miller, who is an eating disorder therapist and binge eating coach. First, I'd like to apologize for fumbling that intro, (laughs) Um, but if you don't mind, would you just share a little bit more about yourself and what you have going on? Sure, I'd love to. Uh, Like you said, I'm an eating disorder therapist and I have been for 11 years and just recently stepped into the coaching world, but I really have a passion for helping people make peace with food and resolve their issues with food, eating and body image so they can have mental clarity and live a fulfilling life. My eating disorder didn't fit the very narrow like view of what an eating disorder looks like back mm. in the that back in the 80s. I had it probably for about 25 years and it wasn't until we moved to California 17 years ago I was eventually able to find an eating disorder therapist who actually knew what she was doing. My eating disorder took a lot of different iterations. It sometimes it looked like anorexia, the other times it looked like bulimia, the other times it looked more like binge eating. Sometimes I would oscillate between restrictive eating and um, binge eating for I'd restrict for several months and then I'd binge for months. I had gotten a couple of years of eating disorder treatment with that therapist Mm -hmm. who knew what she was doing. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe I should do this. And but I was like, but I haven't had any experience in treating this and Mm. I remember that my therapist looked me dead in the eye and said Marianne you've lived it and then um, when I opened up shop (laughs) I found that there was a lot of people that really needed help as an eating disorder therapist and binge eating coach what types of tools do you utilize to help individuals or what can someone who works with a therapist doing those things expect so if you picture a three-legged stool and each leg of the stool is an approach to therapy that I use Um, The first leg of the stool has to do with cognitive behavioral therapy. And so that's when you look at changing unhelpful thought. And the second leg of the stool is dialectical behavior therapy. And that's based in um, mindfulness. The way that I define mindfulness is moment to moment, non-judgmental acceptance. Any kind of eating disorder, whether it's binge eating and ARFID or anorexia, bulimia, whatever, there's so much anxiety. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you're anxious about the past, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I ate that, or I can't believe I did that. Or you're anxious about the future. It's like, how am I going to handle this eating situation? How am I going to handle going out to eat or whatever? And then the third leg of the stool is dealing with any family issues. We don't like blame parents anymore. That was kind of a thing. But now we know that eating disorders are brain disorders. Yes, thank you for sharing that. Those are such important points. I know that you're an advocate for Haze or Health at Every Size. Tell me a little bit more about what that is and the principles behind it. I'm kind of, I'm smiling right now because I had a dream last night that I was explaining haze to somebody. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, it was so weird. Oh, telling the future. Yeah, you yeah, might want to get into that too. That's kind yeah, of cool. Yeah, no thanks. No, so a health at every size is the notion that um, regardless of what your body size is, is that you can 
achieve health, thinness is not a predictor of health. And Mm. that is very different from what people experience, um, especially people in fat bodies. And I'm in a fat body. I have had so many experiences where I've gone to see my physician and have them say, oh, you have a sinus infection? Well, you kind of need to lose weight for that. And so, yeah. Not even... No correlation. Yeah. No correlation okay. at all. But everything is like lose weight, lose mm-hmm. weight, lose weight, lose weight, lose, lose weight. It'll help with your sinus infection. And so everybody, everybody is brainwashed. I, I once went to a physician and I said to her, I said, I'm in recovery from an eating disorder. Would you please refrain from talking about my body and my body size? I'm, I'm just going to share it. Mm-hmm. I was, <laughs> she was doing a, a woman's wellness exam. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in the middle of that, she started making comments about my body. I know. Oh, hello. Get out, lady. I'm leaving. That's how I know. (laughs) Stop. I know. It was terrible, but that's the reality. It it just really sucks. And everything is about weight. So health at every size means that you can achieve health, that there are so many other markers that have nothing to do with what size body that you have. Emotions, cognitive functioning, I mean, that's what I look at. And so health at every size, you have to really step outside of the marketing and the profit machines that are pushing weight loss. If you can get to a place where you're more at peace with food and at peace with your body, that is actually better for your health mm-hmm. than if you're constantly fighting your body and constantly trying to lose weight. I have several clients. Let's say in my new job, I have 15 or 20 calls a day. Last week, there was one day for some reason, I would say 75% of the members that I talk to are either being prescribed Ozempic or on a 1200 calorie diet. And these are adults and they go to their physician which we encourage you you should have a primary care physician but these professionals are telling them 1200 calories you'll drop 30 pounds in a month whatever it is or we'll just give you ozempic and let's see what happens i have to try to figure out a way for them to convince themselves that that's not a way you can live sustainably but just like you're saying you go to a trusted professional they tell them one thing or prescribe them something and it just totally screws up everything mentally that could be improved ozempic is a whole new Mm. like thing that has a lot of problems and another issue is that if people want to get surgery surgeons won't conduct surgery unless you lose weight yeah and so they give you ozempic to lose weight or they put you on these like fasting diets or whatever Mm -hmm. which are so bad for your health yeah Yeah. it's really really sad and Mm -hmm. it's hard when people are like well this is just what i need to do and that just says to me that a lot of their identity is wrapped up in their appearance and Mm -hmm. i'm not shaming them for that because that is the reality of our world today in our culture and stuff like that but when their physicians are telling them that they need to do it or denying them access to care it's a huge horrible problem we talked about building that acceptance building that confidence what are some ways that someone could start practicing that someone that's really in the throes of either some sort of eating disorder or really struggling with body image definitely gets help 
It's mm -hmm. not something you can do on your own. You want them, you want an eating disorder specialist that like at least 70 to 80% of their clientele have eating disorders. Like with me, it's like 98% okay. of my clientele have eating disorders. I offer um, this online program instead of like a group meeting, they have a small private invisible Facebook group. Oh, okay. Doing. Yeah. Yeah, that they can be a part of and get encouragement is. If you could tell yourself one thing, I guess at the peak of your eating disorder, what would it be? That recovery is possible. I didn't think it was. And that's a common feeling when you're in the middle of it. You feel like you're going to have it forever. Recovery is possible. And one day you will be completely recovered. When you started the recovery process, what did it look like in the beginning? It was very emotional. I was a ball of shame. I felt like I was a failure. And then I came to realize that it wasn't my fault, that there are social forces at work and that it's biologically based. And that was such a huge win for me to realize that. And then coming out the other side and looking back, I'm sure is a really scary but rewarding feeling so rewarding mm -hmm. i mean so rewarding for me to be able to have peace with food and just eat intuitively you know what i decide i i want to eat i'm like okay what sounds good to me you know what feels good what helps me feel good and sometimes what sounds good is candy mm -hmm. this is uh, Sometimes what sounds good is oatmeal with strawberries. It's a wonderful relationship that I have developed with myself. I can trust myself and I can mm -hmm. trust how I eat. Tell me a little bit about your program as we wrap up and what's the best way for people to find you, follow you, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, people can follow me at Dr. Marianne Miller on Instagram. I have a very active Instagram. They can find me on my website, which is drmariannemiller.com. On my website, I have a program. It's called Dr. Marianne Land's um, <laughs> Binge Eating Recovery Program. And I always laugh when I say that because it sounds silly, but it's because I have a podcast coming out this fall called Dr. Mary Ann Land, an eating Re disorder recovery podcast. So it's a self-paced virtual program that people can go through and base on the, that three-legged stool that I mentioned mm -hmm. earlier. Uh, I add to it so they get more content every month. They get lifetime membership for this small private Facebook group, even okay. if they sign up just for one month. Recovery is worth it. It's hard it's not for the faint of heart hmm. but uh it's worth it and if you get the right help right person who and people who know what they're doing it's absolutely worth it and you will really reclaim your brain because your brain is hijacked by the eating disorder and mm -hmm. so you'll get your brain back and get mental clarity you'll reclaim your brain i think that's what i'll title the podcast i love that Everyone, be sure to check out Dr. Marianne Miller on all of the socials. And again, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. If you are with us and believing being human is weird, then like, subscribe, share, all of those things that the kids are doing. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at beinghumanisweird. That's where we're going to be sharing resources, inspiration, and news about our podcast. And we would love to hear from you. So slide right into our DMs with questions, comments, and what you'd like to hear more of. And thank you so much for listening, weirdos. 